It was uh, that long ago. So any songs, any music that you've heard from the Irwins um, up since 2015 has been produced by the amazing Wayne Hahn. And we're honored to have him here sitting with us today. Wayne, tell us a little bit how you got started growing up, your calling for music, and it's, it's all yours. Take it away. Hey there, and welcome to 4Ks in a Pod with the Irwins. My name is Luke, and I'm the producer of this podcast, and I'm so glad that you've joined us for this episode. Now, listening to the podcast is a wonderful way to get to know the Irwin family, but if you want to meet them in person, then you might be able to catch them live on tour. And if you want to find all of the different tour dates and seeing where you can catch them performing live, then you're going to want to head over to their website, irwinministries.com. And while you're there, make sure that you check out their latest single, Still Telling My Story. Now, I'm really excited to introduce your co-host, Keith, Cody, Chris, and Katie. They are the 4Ks in a pod. We're back. No, we're not. Yeah, we are. We're back. Greetings. Hello. Hello. 4Ks in a Pod podcast with your favorite host, Keith Irwin, Cody Irwin, Christopher Irwin, and Catherine Irwin. 4Ks. Oh, that's a fun fact. I bet a lot of people do not know my name is Catherine. Maybe not. Because I don't post about that. K-A-T-H-R-Y-N. We got Catherine. We got Keith Thomas Irwin, Cody Glenn Irwin, Christopher McKenzie Irwin. And Catherine Elaine Irwin. That's right. Hedrick. Hedrick, yeah. Well, well technically, I'm Catherine Irwin, Irwin Hedrick now. Yeah. That's which how it I'm works. the, the yeah, maiden yeah. name becomes the middle name. Mm-hmm. Unless, well, I know a lot of people that actually just did away with their maiden name. Well, there you go. My friend Heather is an example of that. Yeah. She took out Samson completely. Yeah. And she's well, Heather I would Rose too, Jordan. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm she's Heather Rose, but anyways, yeah, that's a normal thing. So it's enough so with good. names. It's so good to be back, and uh, and we've we've had uh, a little bit of a time where we have not done this, I and that's kind of the while. beauty of the of the setup that we're doing. You know, we 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 were able to uh, to go to the quartet convention recently, see a lot of our friends, and we're able to record some of these interviews. And guys, I cannot wait for the next couple of months. Uh, where you guys are going to be able to hear some amazing content from this podcast. And uh, it has nothing to do with us because yeah. it's all about uh, the friends that we have uh, ha- have had over the years. And uh, just an amazing thing that God's done to connect us with some amazing people. Some but really we go talented any- friends oh, absolutely. that we can't wait to Super introduce talented. you all. That's right. Before we go any further, our, our mission statement, as most of you know, is to build stronger friendships and to network these friends to other friends through various stories, fun topics, and enlightening interviews, all while glorifying Christ. That's what it's all about. Yes, and I have our uh, Bible verse for this episode. It is Joel 2.1. I feel like you note here a lot about Joel. I feel like not a lot of preachers really preach out of Joel that often, but you can't go wrong with Joel. Can't go wrong with Joel. Can't go wrong with Joel. So this is Joel chapter 2, verse 1. Blow ye the trumpet in Zion, and sound an alarm in my holy 
holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. Yes, it is. And that is beautiful is King James Version exactly cool. right. language. Right there. Amen. Cool, cool, cool. Gorgeous. Exactly right. We also have some emails, guys, and, and you guys have been so kind uh, to uh, to write us and to ask some awesome questions and uh, a lot of friends uh, and even people that we've not yet to meet face-to-face uh, have listened to this podcast. It's, it's amazing the amount of people that are listening to this. Uh, I don't know if it's sad or amazing, uh, but it's both. And so, it's both at the same time. <laughs> yes, uh, but we do appreciate you guys. I hope I hope you guys have enjoyed the content. And it's like I said, it, we're only getting started. And uh, this is going to be a good one though, because we sure. are bringing the guy who was responsible for the Irwin sound. That's exactly right. Later on on yep. this episode, Absolutely. we're going to talk to him, Mr. Wayne Hahn himself. Absolutely. Not just the Irwin sound, but a lot of people's. Music. Just yep. he's been responsible for a lot of people's incredible music. So back to these emails. Let's read. Let's each read an email as we normally do. So this is from our buddy Jack Scott in Alabama. We love this fella. He says, "Hello to the Irwins. Hope all is well. Loving the new podcast. I met y'all in 2013, ten years ago. That's amazing. Whoa. 2013 at Inglewood Baptist Church in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I had a good friend by the name of Ron Foster. Yes, who hosted a Sunday morning gospel music radio show back in those days and that is when I first heard y'all. He would always play your music. I came to hear y'all in Tuscaloosa not too long after that and I've loved your family and your music ever since. I remember the first time I heard you sing, I was blown away by the fact that here is a family that is young and they love gospel music and you don't see that a whole lot. I've been coming to see y'all ever since. Anytime y'all are close to Alabama, it is always a joy to see you and talk to you to y'all. Keep singing for Jesus. I will see y'all soon. Love y'all so much in Christ. Jack Scott, Birmingham, Alabama. Jack, you are a Roll joy. Time, Jack. Yes, Roll awesome. You are a joy to us. Every time yep. we see you walk into a church for one of the services, we light up That's ourselves. Right. So we love oh, you. He always wants a picture, too. We, all, we love we, it. And uh, I don't know why, because uh, we're not greatly picture, picture uh, what do they call it? Photogenic. Speak for yourself. Yes, you no, yes, yes, speak, speak <laughs> for yourself. I guess it would be me. But anyway, yes, Jack, we do love you, and we appreciate you, man. We can't wait to see you in Alabama. Keith, you sent me an email here. I've not even really read it yet, but uh, you gave me the most, uh, probably the most challenging last name yep. um, out of Good all luck. of these. So if I mess this up, Allie, I apologize. This is from Allie Seardarna. Seard- I don't know if that's. That's definitely not. Hang on. It. Hang on. Seardzma. Nope. C- Seardsma. Seardsma. Allie Seardsma. Hi, yeah. Allie. Seardama. Yeah. No, <laughs> I don't know what I read. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, we apologize. All folks. right. Hi from California. I've been absolutely loving the podcast. I didn't think I would like it as much um, since I am new to podcasts, but it's pretty awesome. It's like a radio show, very personal with no commercials, which I'm thankful for. Looking forward to seeing y'all in October, which we just saw you because we, did, we right. just got back from California Again. last week. It was awesome. Um, I thought I would send in a few questions for each of you. So let's answer these pretty fast. There's three, I believe. All right. Y'all ready? Lightning Uh-oh. round. Um, question number one, who is your favorite songwriter? Uh, I got to say Joseph Habedank off the bat. Uh, Stephen Quick. Sondheim. Don't know if who, that's a, even a person who? that exists. Broadway. Okay. Broadway. Oh, uh, Ken West. Jaron Davis. Next okay. question. Um, what is your favorite ice cream flavor? I'm going to go cookies and cream. Rocky Road. Vanilla with chocolate syrup. Butter pecan. Boom. Uh, last one. Your favorite color, black and gold. Chris. Uh, green. Cody. Wait, what? Black and favorite gold. Color. Favorite color. What's, favorite your color? Favorite? What's the black and gold mean? 
That's her favorite Black color. and gold is my favorite color. Oh, I'm sorry. I was reading something <laughs> and I was so confused. <laughs> I thought it was like between black Bumblebee. and gold. Bumblebee. Uh, yeah. I thought you were saying, I thought you were saying, what's your favorite color between black and gold? I was like, wow, that is such two odd What does black and gold uh, mean? Crimson, real tight. Of course. Burn orange, hook them horns. All righty. That's, that's all Ali also yes, says, I am praying for safe travels in your ministry. I love you guys. God bless. Ali Seardsma. Love there you, Allie. And her family, her whole family. Seardsma. I don't know we where she, I think she moved some words, yeah. uh, some moved some letters. Uh, yeah, her whole family came to see us. They're yes. uh, there, there in uh, in series yes, when we were series, there in series yeah, last yeah. weekend. They're awesome people. So she actually introduced us to Phil Cross a few years ago. If wow. you remember, I remember that in Pigeon Forge. Yeah, he was there, and she's known them for. They've been close to each other for years. And Thank you for the email, time. Allie. We yes. love you guys. Yes, He's a great songwriter, too, by the way. Yes, Phil yeah. is awesome. We love awesome. Phil Cross. Oh, absolutely. I bet that's why she asked. Yes, probably why she asked. He's we definitely love one of our Phil favorites. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I have an email from Brad Stapleton. We see them mm-hmm. all the time. Yep. He's Texas. Awesome. He says, it was great to see y'all in Wells the other night. Wells, yeah. Texas. Keep up the great ministry. Um, you're making a difference. When I went to pick up our grandchildren to come see y'all, we had three Ks in the car. Carly, Caden, and Katie cool. hey. <laughs> singing the, the Irwin songs on the way to your concert. That's great. Thank you, man. Is it spelled the same? How's uh, Katie yeah, All spelled? K's. Yeah. Uh, well, it's K-A-T-Y. Ah. Uh, so. That's what a lot, a lot of people think that's They're how it's They're great people, man. Yeah, they are. They, anytime we're in the East Texas area, yeah. and, and really a long way from them, they live in the Rusk area. Yeah. And uh, and we've seen them all over East Texas and uh, and, and abroad. So they're, they're awesome people. We love, we love you guys. Yeah. Thank you, yes. Brother Brad, for your support. Chris, do you have an email? I do. I think we actually, and I'll, I'll just throw in a, a bonus email. Miss Madison Trailer says, hey, guys, I love y'all so much. Y'all are family and very close friends to me. We love you, Madison. Thank you for your, Thank you, for your support. And uh, we, we know that you somehow love a lot about what we do, and I appreciate that. So thank you, Madison. Really appreciate Chris, you. Find it. All right, I got it. This okay, one is from go. Jeffrey Hartmeyer. Old brother Jeffrey. He's yeah. back. El Jefe. Old brother Jefe. Some of these guys, we need to limit to one email. Oh, no. no. Oh, or we should charge. Charge, yeah, yes. charge. Yes. After your yeah. one mission. Yeah. Like it. Okay, here we go. Irwin Clan, greetings. The highlight of our week is your podcast. Wow. We know that craziness is going to take part during it, and he's not wrong about that. No, he's not. So here are a few questions. Get ready, guys. Another lightning, lightning round. Ready. Another one. You ready? Lightning. So is Chris the only one that can play an instrument? Uh, yeah, I'm the only talented one of the group. You're right. Uh, <laughs> That's not um, true. Nope. I know the basics <laughs> of piano. I took violin lessons for two weeks. I think we've talked about that on here. Two weeks. Yeah. But that's it. Guitar, guitar really? and drums. Yeah. Uh, I don't play anything worth, like, like in front of people, but I can, I can mess around. Nothing that like, you're proud of. I mean, I know, like, chords on the guitar. I don't know piano. I know some on bass. So I guess yes, maybe. Yeah. Mm. I'm the okay. same way. Keith and Chris can. Next question. Cody and I are like The him. first yeah. instrument I actually taught myself was the bass. The OG or yep, what people right. remember. I already know the answer to this next question. Go ahead and ask it. Okay. The next question is who is. Because it's me. Who is the better golfer? Okay. It should be real quick. Keith <laughs> or Chris. Chris no, this I'll, tell be you real what, quick. I'll tell you what. Let's let the people who don't really know golf and don't know they've never been golfing with us. Well, then let's how would they know? Say, well, let's just let them judge. Who do y'all think is the best golfer between me and Keith? I think Keith has walked on the bus upset more than Cody over oh, That's so true. Take that how you it's not, want. It's Take not that true. how you want. <laughs> so he's, I'm upset. I'm upset when I win, too. Honestly, yeah, Keith is just moody. <laughs> well, no, I'm just. I just feel like I could. <laughs> I could win more. I could just win bigger. All right, Chris, go. Who's a better golfer between me and Keith? <laughs> hey, this is supposed to be lightning round, guys. I, I gave my answer. Okay, I'm Chris. Really, I'm. I'm so Because it's going to be kind of a, a, a Spider-Man gift between me and Cody when it comes to it's that not answer. Even close. No, it's it is very close. 
Keith. Can we skip it? He says we Cody. Phone a yeah. Chris yeah. says phone Keith. a friend. Chris says Keith. <gasps> you know what we could do? We could Three call someone one. that plays with y'all often and let them answer. Yeah, whatever. Like I, I, Ethan. All right. What's the next question? Ethan Rudder. That'd be kind of fun. Let yeah. him call him. Call next him. Question. Call an Ethan. Call an Ethan. Call Ethan. Let Ethan tell a friend. He's the better golfer. He's. Okay, for those of you who don't one know second. who... One second. Luke, you may have to condense a little bit of this, but we're going to phone a friend in. Okay, let's see. Um, for those of you who don't know Ethan Rudder, it is our cousin. It's our mom's sister's son. son. Almost, almost said, said mom's sister's brother. brother. That would be weird. I did too, and almost a boyfriend too, which was really odd. <laughs> All right, it's ringing. Hey, Ethan, I have a quick question. You are live on the 4Ks in a Pod podcast. Um, who is the better golfer, Keith or Cody Irwin? Just because I've beaten Keith a handful of times lately, it's got to be Cody. Oh, oh boy. Thank you. I appreciate sure you. you have it. He's wrong. It's Thanks, Cody Ethan. Irwin. Thank you, Ethan. We love you. Yeah. So my answer is Cody. Okay. No, nope. nope. You already said that Keith. That was great. All right, next question. <laughs> next question from Jeffrey. Back to you, Mr. Hartmeyer. The third question is, what is the greatest onstage mishap that has taken place? We've talked about a few. We've talked about a few on the on the pod you know, that, what was it? Sorry, I'm mishaps. Still, yeah, what's um, one of the biggest or best mishaps? On Katie stage? is yeah. Katie has just located her my elbow. elbow. Yeah, I fell backwards into the choir loft. <laughs> That's <laughs> it's a true just, story. It popped out, and then she stood up and and I put it back, put in. it right back in real quick, and went and sat down. And I well, I sang for thirty. It was a revival, yeah. so I only sang for like thirty minutes, and I did the set, and then I walked back to their kitchen in the fellowship hall and got ice to put on it. That's a true story. Um, I, mean, I don't know that anything has ever, I've ever done anything that's been a mishap. <laughs> Cody, Cody can't. Yeah, he doesn't remember. He doesn't know messing up. You've left a couple mics oh, muted. Oh, says the king I mean, I, of messing I, up words. I mess words up. Yeah, you, I mean, that's why he can't remember. I haven't done it in a few remember. weeks though. Let's be honest. I'm in a good yeah. stretch right now. Good. You've done good. I'm in a good I stretch. Mountain like, in the sea is different now. Yeah. You're there's doing, a couple of simple like I mean like with mics and stuff like leaving them unmuted or no batteries or. Yeah, it's little stuff. It's, and it's I mean, not little, but like, yeah, it's that, like, that's regular. People do that all the time. Well, I feel like. yeah. It's yes. not ideal, but no, it's not ideal. <laughs> yeah. no. Definitely mishaps. Uh, I there always is something lost my lunch. Christopher has Once. gotten sick on stage. It was when you were really little. I was young. Yeah. So thankfully we weren't quite at the stage we are now, but still it was, it's still a memory that is seared in my brain. It's just a stomach bug too. Did we get in, did we, did we tell them about the, the, the 2020 June, uh, New Year's Yes, Eve. that's been said. That's been said. Yes. We talked about that. Okay. Uh, yeah. New Year, new God. You guys know new year, new the OGs God. will know. That one, that one would be considered a onstage mishap. Yeah, that's. We've talked a about a lot of these. Yeah, yeah we've gone know. into hey, detail. That's good. That's good. Is there another question from Jeremy? No, nope, that's it. Jeffrey he says we love you guys Jeremy. and look forward to seeing you again, Jeffrey and Marcy Hartmeyer. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm a Jeffrey. Guys. Yes, we do. We, yes, do we, love, we love all of you. We love all of you I want to guys. Come back to waves. Yes, yes. So let's do some songs. Anybody got a song for this episode? Um, I do. Can I share a whole album though? Sure. And I know Cody will probably say <laughs> the same thing. You cannot share the album. You can you share can a song because I'm going to share a song. Okay. Surely our songs will be different. Okay, you go first if you have one on your heart. I do. Uh, Kane, Jesus Music, um, is Made the album. for Heaven. You're gonna, okay, Made for Heaven is a song. It's yes. a song. Made for Heaven song. It's so Great good. Such good. I also like 10 and 2. Uh, that's what I mean. I want to share the album because it's all so good. Well, I didn't mention the album name, but the album is, is amazing. There's a lot of music for everybody. Y'all pick another um, one. I'm going to do Windows Down by Kane. That's, good. that's a great song. All right, Chris, Very what good. Kane song do you like? I'm not doing Kane today, thank you. 
Uh, I'm going to do Record Book by the Chuck Wagon Gang. Oh, yes. Yeah, there's a little bit of a cool story behind that song, actually. There's a Chris, reason why. There's a reason why yeah. I choose it. Not just because, obviously, the legendary Chuck Wagon Gang. Yes. But this, uh, this song was written by a guy in our hometown, Edgewood, right. Texas. His, name, his first name is Brother Larry. Brother Larry, uh, I believe it's Whitehead. Whitehead, it is. Yeah, Brother Larry it Whitehead. Is. He's written a lot. And what's funny is, is we've seen, we've heard that song in a little, di- in, if, if you're in like independent Baptist circles, you'll hear that a lot. It's a great song, great record lyric. book, yeah. uh, and, and it's incredible. And we've heard it, but man, it's a great song. And somehow, I don't know how we figured out, we put two and two together that Larry wrote that song. Yeah. Very from cool. Very cool that he's from Edgewood, Texas. And if you listen to their cut, the alto voice, that alto. Yeah, it's very cool. Okay, so I got one. Uh, Journey to Bethlehem. I know it's kind of getting towards Christmas music. Journey to Bethlehem is supposed to be a movie uh, that's coming out. I just learned about this. Y'all hear about this? Journey to Bethlehem, no. a, Chris, oh, a Christian Christmas movie that will be out uh, very soon. And the GOAT, uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman, came together with We the Kingdom and wrote a song. And Ed Cash is singing on it and Stephen singing. And they're together. And the song is called Brand New Life. And it is unbelievable, and the, it's going to be on the that. movie. It's going to be on the movie. It's a Christmas movie. So it, here's a little simple, seamless plug. Uh, look up Journey to Bethlehem, the movie. I'm sure it's going to be biblically sound and a great Christian movie. So uh, look that up, Journey to Bethlehem. That's wonderful. So that's my song. I can't wait to hear that when I get in the car. Chris, have cool. you given us a song? You I said did. record yeah, book, record Cody. Book. We're all, you Kane. guys were both Kane. Well, let's keep this going with the music theme here. This guy that we are talking to today on the 4Ks in a Pod podcast literally has just about everything to do with the Irwin's music Mm -hmm. since 2014 Mm -hmm. was the year we signed with Stowtown Records. The amazing... One of the best producers, yep. especially in our genre, probably Absolutely. the best in our genre. Um, but just a great guy, great songwriter. He's multi, a great friend. Multi Grammy nominee, multi yes. Dove winner, countless Dove nominations. Crazy. I mean, just We're so get many into number ones. All of that yeah. on this episode. It's going to yes. be great. Hey guys, y'all ready? Is Let's it go. It's time it to introduce to the listeners' ears. Yep. Wayne Hahn. Hello. Wayne Hahn. I can't believe it. This guy has had so much of an impact on our ministry. Probably nobody that doesn't have the last name Irwin has had more of a profound impact on our ministry than this man right here. That's right. It's true. Uh, The songs and um, just the producing and just knowing him and uh, what what God has used him, not only for the Irwins, Mm -hmm. but for thousands of other songs and hundreds of other groups, so many different genres. Just an amazing thing that this guy, it's going to be an interesting podcast. We've got a lot of questions and uh, some things we may already know, but some things we don't know about this guy. And uh, and he said, Wayne, this is your first podcast. Is that correct? It is. And I just have one question. Where are my snacks? Oh, <laughs> we're cheap. We should have. We're, we're cheap. We yeah, should have uh, been prepared. And we're not actually in our studio at home. We're, no. we're in an offsite. And so... Uh, so I'm sorry we don't have everything. <laughs> yeah, it, we usually do that the second episode. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Second episode. pass. Right, yes. right, right. There you go. But all kidding aside, this guy truly, I, you can ask all of my family. I, I don't know if I've said this to him personally, but we're on the podcast, so I'm going to say it. But since I was a little, since I was 13, I remember sitting in my room listening to the Collingsworth's first Stowtown Cut, part of the family. And I remember sitting in my room thinking, before I die, how inc- it would be a dream come true to work with Wayne, to have Wayne yeah. work on our albums. Yeah. And the fact that just like a few years later it happened, yeah. it's incredible. It's, 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 there are no words. There are That's no right. words, truly. 
Here we so, are on what record number are we on? Oh, oh my Coming goodness. On it's been seven. since 2015. Seven. I do know that. Yeah. Seven. Six or seven. Six, I think, right? Six or seven? They're doing math here, folks. I just seven. see the wheels. Not good. Working our seven. Seven. Working our seven. Garden will be seven. It's incredible. Ooh. Oh. That's it. Working on number seven. <laughs> it's crazy. The new album will the be seven. The new album will be number there seven. And go. somehow these kids are still young, and I'm not. No. Yeah, right. You haven't aged at all. You look the you same. You really haven't. You look the complete really same. And uh, I'll never forget that first day in Nashville when I guess it was, because it was really cool. And we've not actually said this story uh-huh. uh, before about, about Taranda and how, oh, yeah, yeah. How, how they met and everything. We may have Taranda on the podcast oh, at some point, will. so we may get into more of that. But we, uh, some, it was an amazing God thing that Taranda uh, came and surprised us at one of our CD release concerts. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what opened the door to meet her, her husband, Landon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's kind of what opened the door to meeting Wayne and Stowtown Records and everything. That's right. And in Nashville that day, signing... Uh, we were just like overwhelmed. Yeah. You remember? I'll y'all never remember that? forget that feeling of walking into that hotel lobby where we met you guys. Yeah. Oh, I was so scared. I was so nervous. Little fourteen-year-old. Oh, I remember Katie. when we sat down to have lunch. Her feet didn't touch the floor. Yes. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. It was that long ago. It was uh, that long ago. So, any songs, any music that you have heard from the Irwins um, up since 2015 has been produced by the amazing Wayne Hahn, and we're honored to have him here sitting with us today. Wayne, tell us a little bit how you got started growing up, your calling for music, and it's, it's all yours. Take it away. I grew up in East Tennessee, right in the foothill of the Smokies. And for those of you who've been through that area, um, it's a Tennessee's always had a knack for music. I, I don't know if it, it came over on the boats, from Ireland or Wales or England or wherever that came from. But, you know, a lot of, of musical genres from, from bluegrass to southern gospel were born out of those, those roots. Um, and it was nothing, I mean, a favorite pastime, honestly, and it, it, sometimes it's, you know, the butt of a joke, uh, but, you know, the picking and grinning was a part of my life. You yeah. literally sat out on the front or back porch. Wow. And picked and grinned. And while I enjoyed the music, I never wanted to pick. I was interested in, you know, the vocal parts. And I enjoyed the stringed instruments, you know, the mandolin and the banjo and the guitar. But I I had a knack for something else. I remember the first time I heard a symphony orchestra. And that was not something we heard a lot in the foothills of the Smoky Mountains. <laughs> um, and my parents were very instrumental in uh, feeding that, that hunger that I had for, for that kind of music. Uh, they didn't quite understand it, but they got to learn it like I did. And then, of course, Southern Gospel is, is, is a huge part of my life, has always been a part of our lives. Um, but I, as much as I loved all of it, and I loved the bluegrass, and I loved the traditional gospel and, and all that, I, I would lean more toward those records like the Rex Neeland singers. Nice. They had those big orchestras on their album. You know, when the cathedrals did Symphony of Praise, mm-hmm. I had died and gone to heaven right here on earth. And, mm-hmm. and, so, and then I wanted to be in the symphony. So I, I chose the French horn as my main instrument, wow. and my family thought I was crazy. And oh. they, what is that? They still do. Um, you don't see many French horns at like bluegrass festivals. No, so. you don't. You don't. You, you see them a lot as decorations at Christmas time. Right. <laughs> yes, yes. but they actually can be played in their beautiful instrument. And, and and there were arrangers like Larry Goss and Ron oh. Huff and Bergen White and all those you know hymn pill records and and Imperials records and and you know and 
I would pay attention to the tracks first. And then as I got older, I started paying attention to the songs Mm -hmm. and then the songwriters and then the song publishers. And I would get to where, you know, we didn't have, we didn't, we didn't have, back in my day, (laughs) we didn't have the iPhones. Uh, And entertainment for me, my grandmother, when she needed to babysit me, would put on a stack of LPs and I would memorize the covers. And I could tell you who wrote it how long the time was, the key it was in, if it changed keys, who published it, if they were BMI or ASCAP, and, and I learned that stuff. So, um, you know, throughout high school, I, I was in the band and orchestra, and then, of course, that went to, you know, a scholarship was granted for college, and then I went to graduate school, and I got my first paying gig with the symphony orchestra, mm-hmm. and then I said, I quit. I'm moving to Nashville, and I want to get in the Southern gospel music industry, and here we are today. That's amazing. Oh, that is, my and what, goodness. And, and like maybe the last year you're talking about, like that year you said, hey, let's go to Nashville. I was in Miami, uh, Florida. I was playing with the Boca Raton Pops, and it was a pop series. So it was a three-night thing with Doc Severinsen, who's a great trumpet player, for those of you who watched The Tonight Show in the 80s. And and there, there was about, you know, sometimes you'll have songs you're not playing on or, or a long pause while there's an, a a solo going on with the, the instrumentalist. I think I had like 132 measures of rest. So, you know, just kind of sitting there and making sure you don't lose count and and, and thinking. And and I, I honestly felt like, you know, everybody, I think everybody hears the voice of God differently, but I honestly felt heaven come down on that stage and say, now or never. And I felt that, I mean, I feel it today as much as I did then. And it was like, if you don't do it now, you'll never do it. And that was very tough because that was my dream. I mean, I was 22 years old living my dream. I was playing with a major symphony orchestra. I was, um, but I knew that's what I wanted to do. And boy, you talk about a leap of faith. I mean, I packed my little Chevrolet Cavalier and uh, drove to Nashville and what did and, what did Nashville look like as far because I mean like you said major or for the orchestra and all that stuff what did Nashville look like coming into it like and what you because like, what year would that have been uh, this was 1995 when I moved uh, to Nashville yeah, and, and uh, I finished out the season I didn't walk off the stage I, I wasn't one of those I mean now or never Wayne now or never I finished out the season and and got through the Christmas season which is always huge for orchestras because people love those concerts but. Um, and in January, early January, I moved. And it's interesting because the SGMA Hall of Fame just inducted a friend of mine, the late Norman Holland, who was my neighbor. Uh. And I got to know him and, and some other friends. And I told him I wanted to get in the music business. And he said, I'll make a call. Mm-hmm. And he called a lady named Dottie Leonard Miller. And I went to work with her. And through a process of going into sales, which I was horrible at, um, <laughs> And then uh, warehouse inventory, which is, I actually was pretty good at that. Um, <laughs> and I was, I was trying to find something else to do. And I told her, you know, while we're still friends, maybe I should just stop while we're ahead because I hated sales. I was like, you know, she goes, well, you can always go back to, you know, inventory and stock. Um, and then she said, well, wait a minute. And there was a man who was the head of the sales department. His name is Michael Brashear. His family sang from Arkansas to Brashear's. Uh, prominent family group in the 80s, uh, he walked in and he told her, I, I think if you let that guy go, you'll regret it. And she said, I don't have anything for him to do. And he said, find something for him to do. And she stopped me on my way out and she said, no, let's, let's, let's not do this. Let's, let's sit and discuss something. And she goes, 
what do you love? And I said, I love music and I love songs. And she said, we want to start a publishing company. And uh, would you be interested in doing that? I said, now you're speaking my language. Wow. And so I went over next door, because if you've ever been to the Daywind campus, it's a lot of little houses. Uh, so I went over next door, met her son, Ed Leonard, who was the president of the label, and he said, we don't even have an office for you. So I sat in the kitchen and started Daywind Music Publishing in 1995. Did they have oh, snacks for you? Goodness. They had they snacks. Had snacks. <laughs> if we brought them. Yeah, okay, there you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Oh my I've never heard that. I've never heard that. And it, it was, it's, it's interesting because when I was, uh, I was working in that warehouse, and you would have to, at that time, CDs were just coming on. So it was, it was a cassette world at that time. And Candy Hemphill Christmas, and I've told her this story a thousand times. She's sick of hearing me tell it. But her bin number, I, I kid you not, was 666. Oh, no. Oh, no. Her, her cassettes were there. And it was a hymns record, and it had just been released. So we, you know, we were, were putting a lot of those in boxes because it was a new album. And, and you were supposed to stand on the little step ladder, but I thought I was tall enough. And so I was reaching up to get the cassettes and lost my balance, and they all came tumbling on me. And I think that's the first day I, I like, questioned why I had moved from Miami in a dream job <laughs> to, uh, to uh, but it all worked out. And it's interesting, that was the night also, of course, the day one was, was very uh, um, extremely important to me and in my life and my career. It just so happened that, that night, because I went home, and I'll just tell you, I went home and cried. I was like, I've made a mistake. I, I missed his voice. Um, and the phone rang. I've got to back, I've got to go back up. Okay, so during my college years, I did go to undergraduate school in Nashville, Murfreesboro. That's the same area. Um, and I also was very active in a church called Christ Church. Uh, it's still there. Yep. Great choir, great orchestra. Small church. Um, so I spent my four years of college there with Steve Malden working in his orchestra. But uh, the choir, just to, and this is right at the time the Iron Curtain fell and the Ukraine was no longer part of the Soviet Union. It was an independent nation. And we went over there for a mission trip. Completely changed my life. Well, long story short, one of the we were in cell blocks, so we had you know the drama cell block and the building cell block, and the, so uh, I was with the children's because I was an education major, and it was really good for me to to uh, get that kind of practice. And uh, one of the prayer partners and one of our team members, uh, I was talking to one night, and she was just asking me my dreams, and I was telling her about it. And we kept up, you know, back then you called people, you didn't text, you didn't email. Um, and she said, hey, I, I want to give your demo to my father-in-law. Uh, can you send me one? And so I sent her this little tape of some music I'd done. And the night that the, the cassettes came crashing on my head, thank you, Candy Hemphill Christmas, um, I went home and as I was trying to dry my tears, the phone rang. And I was like, hello. And this voice goes, Wayne Hahn. I said, yes. He goes, my name is Larry Goss. Oh. And I said, okay. And I thought it was Norman. <laughs> like, Norman, you don't have to. It's, it's just been a bad day. Or just, I'll, I'll, tomorrow will be better. And he was like, you mean Norman Hahn? He goes, oh, I know Norman. I've worked with him on Symphony of Praise and da-da-da at Riverstone. And I'm like, wait, wait, you are Larry. He goes, why are you calling me? <laughs> what do you want? And he goes, my daughter-in-law gave me a tape. Mm. So I was like, uh, <laughs> okay. And he goes, I think you got something, kid. Um, I know you have a day job, and I'm going to let you keep that because you need to because I don't pay much, but you want to come work for me at night. Wow. And so for a year, 
I've worked for him and, wow. and worked in the publishing. So that first year was I didn't have a lot of friends because I didn't have a social life, but I wouldn't trade those hours. I could only imagine. For the experience. I mean, you couldn't have paid for that kind of education. Wow. Uh, both with day one and starting a, a new arm of a company and at night going into the studio and, and watching the mastermind work. So mm. it was a good year. Isn't that amazing? You, you have so much formal education. And I know yeah. you wouldn't take anything for it. Oh, and, and not at all. No. But just that year oh, yes. of you yeah. with Larry Goss. And, and the music, at the, in the morning, I was working on music business and copyright and licensing. And that was just building a foundation for me. that I, I had no idea then. No, God knew. That's yes, right. exactly. That there, that there was a plan being built that one day I would definitely need to know how to license things. Jeez. And, uh, you know, how copyright law changes. I mean, law changes in, in our world every year. Wow. Especially this <laughs> with the digital world, it changes every no day. Doubt. So, um, but yeah, that's how it it all came about, and and I wouldn't I wouldn't trade any of it. Yeah. Oh my so, goodness! So, so, do you even have an idea about how many records you've produced? Hmm. Roughly at all? I mean, in January of of twenty twenty four, it will be twenty nine years that I, I moved to Nashville. I started producing my first album that I got by myself. I did a little co-production and stuff, but my first album that had just my name on it uh, was 97. It was a, a, the Perry's. It was mm. called Crossings. Um, wow. So that was, yep, my, yep. that was my first album. Your debut. And so, I mean, oh. I mean, I average anywhere between 12 and 15 albums a year. Wow. Sometimes I'll go 17, but, you know, so... You all can do the math. No one here, no one's no, we heads. Can't. No, we can't. <laughs> We're all we school. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and what year did you start writing? Because you are an well, amazing I, songwriter. Yeah, I started out writing. Okay. So the writing before producing because gotcha. in the publishing department, that just kind of goes hand in hand. Okay. And I wanted to be careful because I wanted to be a great publisher to writers, but I also had an, an, a, a desire to write songs. Wow. And um, I met two very interesting people who became one especially influential in my life. Um, a lady walked through the door to drop off some masters uh, to the recording department, and she came by and said, oh, you're new. And I talked to her, and her name was Pamela Fur. And she goes, oh, I like to write songs. I've, I've got a couple of, of songs out. and But I have this friend you need to meet, Chip Davis. Uh, he does a lot of background vocals and writes a lot of country music. And why don't we sit down and write a song? And I thought, yeah, I, I, I would love that. So... And she goes, and I'm kind of new at it too, so you know, just don't worry about being nervous. So let's just let's see what we come up with. And we sit down and at a table, and she goes, I've always wanted to write a song about grace that sounds like "Lean on Me." You know, sometimes in our life we all have pain, we all have sorrow. Well, you can't, you can't, you can't infringe on right. someone's copyright. Well, but you, you could. can use it. Well, you could. <laughs> I mean, you could. But then you go to jail. It's been done. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but then she she said, so let's let's chase that. And I was like, grace, marvelous grace, oh, I need yeah. Of course, we couldn't use that, so we had to take the melody and just kind of, uh, I needed grace. So that was my first co-write, my oh, first my write, goodness. my first Nashville experience, wow. which also became my first number one song with the Martins. The Martins. So Unbelievable. good. Yeah, so that was, that was, uh, it was an interesting year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh. it was a, 
So just, just, I'm back with the math, everybody. Yeah. Uh, if, he, if he'd done, at 29 years, uh, 15, I just did 15, I highballed there, 15, it'd be 435 records. Oh, my goodness. So, so you're saying I would say that would be safely, because I know how much, we know how much this man works. Yeah. So I would safely be uh, 400, Probably. 450, I would say, That's something amazing. like that. Oh, man, Between that and 500, I would yeah, say. Around and so, and, and there's, not, there's, not, there's not a group, I don't think, that's, that's been affected in, those, in that time span. By, by Wayne Hahn. There's That's not right. a group. That's right. And like as, as Christopher said, it's amazing. And that God does this. God sets up these connections uh, with people that you look up to. And if you stay faithful to him, and, and, and we know Wayne, he's family to us. And for, 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 for him, for God to do that, because so, we, we still have Wayne on this, <laughs> this pedestal. Because at the end of the day, he's still you know, Wayne. yeah, he's still Wayne Hahn. Wayne, so Wayne at the end of the day, God has allowed us to meet so many people like Wayne who we've grown to admire when we were kids. We were, you know, it's like, you see his name on every CD jacket. And we're like, wow, we got to meet this guy. And, and artists and stuff. And go to, go to like places like the Quartet Convention, and we've been able to be here a lot. So you meet some people, and thankfully, I say this, praise the Lord, a lot of those people are still on that pedestal. Well, we're actually going to pick up the next part of the conversation in the next episode. And we want to thank you for joining us for this episode. And please take a moment to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It would be really helpful if you could leave us a five-star review and share this podcast with your friends. If you want to see the Irwins live at any of their upcoming tour dates, just check out their website, irwinministries.com. Well, this podcast is hosted by Keith, Cody, Chris, and Katie Irwin. It's produced by myself, Luke Clayton, and the team at mustincrease.com. And we look forward to seeing you next time on 4Ks in a Pod with the Irwins. Bring on the fire, bring on the rain. My testimony is not going to change. From the valley to the mountain, he's worthy of praise. Whatever comes before me, I'm still telling my story. Whatever comes before me, I'm still telling my story. Still telling my story.